Art of Relationships radio show is copyrighted. No one is to use any part of the show without express written consent from myself, Greg Tuzinski, or the Art of Relationships. Thank you. Licensed relationship and sex counselor, Greg Dazinski, also known as Master G, the Art of Relationships will cover crucial elements in rebuilding emotional and physical intimacy in your romantic relationships. He will also welcome live calls from listeners and help him with these very challenges. Heard of the old repetitive and tiresome tit-for-tat arguments? Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a quick, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and climax to a happier you. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan, but to some of us, he is simply known as Master G. Hey, welcome everybody. This is Detroit's Love Guru, a.k.a. Master G, a.k.a. Oh boy, I got all kind of names. Um, Greg Dzinski. You can check out my website. It is www.theartofrelationshipsradio. Oh, sorry. Just the art of relationships. Dot <clears throat> uh, org. Uh, welcome. This is the Art of Relationships Radio Show. You can please go on live chat. I'd love to hear your feedback and questions through chat. You can also give me a call live, 313-614-9498. And oh my God, did everybody have an enjoyable holiday weekend, I hope, 4th of July? Um Happy birthday, America, and to all the American citizens out there, um, a huge, huge thank you for the veterans and everything else. Now, we are going to talk about uh, a variety of topics. Hopefully, we'll get through them this evening. If not, the wait for next week. And about, you know, moving in. Are there some things you should know before you move in with each other? You know, we talk about marriage and everything now, but do you, you know, should you go ahead and discuss some things moving in, or are you going to go by the seat of your pants and play it by ear and, ah, we'll handle it, we'll handle it now, um... You know what? We're going to handle whatever comes up, not even think about anything. You go blind, live in together, and you move in, and then you are looking at, oh, my God, when the shit hits the fan, what's going to happen now, right? (laughs) What do we do? How are we going to handle bills? How are we going to handle, oh, my God, the household duties, the chores, and everything else, okay? How are we going to handle those elements? And we'll get into that. And also, hopefully we have a special caller. Shauna is going to be calling in uh, this evening as well from Texas. And she's been on the show a few times before. Uh, one time was a little uh, tipsy. <laughs> oh, boy. And... Um, uh, she's going to be calling in, and she's been doing a lot of research and a book she has out there. Um, and we're going to be talking about what's it like dating after 40, right? 
when you're 40 years old or after, what's it like? And if we have enough time, I want to get into a quick tidbit about sex toys. And what if you're a friend of mine, good friend of mine was talking about the the kid asked, um, they heard it on a TV show, whatever, and went, hey, mom, what's a sex toy? <laughs> and how would you handle the situation? I gave her a lot of props for the way she would handle it. And I thought it was pretty cool, honest, sincere. So we're going to throw in that everyone's going into recommendations about sex toys from Detroit's Love Guru. That's going to be another topic altogether. But, you know, how would you handle it about talking about maybe not only sex toys, but also um, sex with your kids, okay? So should be a fun show. Welcome. This is the Art of Relationships radio show. And the number you can call in with your questions, you will be anonymous. I mention that every show, 313-614-9498. And you can join us in the live chat as always as well um, at Spreaker.com and search for my name, Greg, G-R-E-G, Dzinski, D-U-D-Z-I-N, S-K-I, or search for the Art of Relationships radio show. And you click on the chat bubble icon, if you will, and you can join us on live chat. And I'd love to hear your feedback, um, questions, comments. It's usually a lot of fun, and hopefully we will have quite a few people entering chat and listeners calling in. I hope so. And... A lot of people might be on vacation because, let's face it, it was just the 4th of July Monday. It's a hot, hot bed for vacations, people out of town, and a lot of different activities going on this week. So hopefully we will have a huge participation effort from the listeners out there. Again, join us on the live chat. Excuse me. Um, with Spreaker.at, you can go to my website too, uh, or Go towards the bottom of the homepage and you will have a, what the heck, a media player. There you go. At Towards the bottom, you'll see it. You can click on it, it'll take you right to the website and you can click on, you'll see a red live button. That means the show is live. Click on the chat window. Bam! There you go. Enter chat. Throw your questions. Say hello. Um, you know what, Greg? You need more work. <laughs> you need more insights. Uh, whatever, okay? Um, I'm open to constructive criticism. So we are getting into moving in with each other. We're going to start with that, okay? Now, what are some things you need to know about moving in? What are some key ingredients that you want to put in place that you want to know? Um, hey, Shauna, welcome to live chat. Um, Shauna's on live chat, and uh, she's going to be calling in a bit. Um so I'm entering on the chat right there. 
So she's going to be calling in, and we're going to get into, you know, moving in together. What are some crucial elements that you need to discuss before moving in? Now, oh, what if one person, you know what, is a huge pet aspect, right? They love pets. They love animals. They want a farm. And the other one hates animals. Now, what do you do? Um, uh-oh. You have no sound? Uh-oh. I hope there's sound. Um, there better be sound. I hope there is. Uh, let me check. Uh, yeah, on my end, there should be sound. <gasps> um, Shauna just mentioned me. Um, that there's no sound. Hopefully, people can listen to me. Oh, cool. Woo! Thanks, Shauna. I appreciate that live chat. I was like, oh, crap. No, no more tech difficulties. I dealt with those <laughs> a few weeks ago, and I thought they were all ironed out. So um, thanks, Shauna. You can hear me now. So moving in together. Say, you know, you want animals. The other one doesn't. You know, what do you do? Not only with the animal aspect, you know, where do you want to live? Say, you know, in nowadays society, and we're going to get into what Shauna calling in a little bit later about dating after 40, you know, what do you do? You move in together. Do you get a, you find a new place together, or do you already move in with a, you know what, you have a girlfriend, whatever, move in with her, she already has a place, or you move in with him, he already has a place, you know, and what do you do? Or what if you both have a place and, you know, the lease is up or isn't up, and what do you do with that? Do you sublease, do you whatever? And all these questions, you know, what do you do? Or you both own a home and you want to move in together, you know what? Do you rent your place out, move in with him? Do you move in with her, rent your place out? Um, these are all top-notch questions, probably the first thing what's going on. Okay, now, if I move in with you, are you going to guarantee me sex every freaking day, right? And, no, I'm laughing. <laughs> you know what? I ain't moving in with you unless you guarantee that, you know, then you move in. Ah, you know what? I had my fingers crossed. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> then you're like, oh, shit. What are we going to do now? And when Shauna gives us a call a little bit later, you know, we're going to talk about dating after 40, and is it just people in the hookup scene, you know, in dating after 40 that they don't want relationships? They only want sex, hookups, you know, no drama, um, those aspects with the dating scene. Um, or do you just go... You know what? I just want sex, no drama, and everything else, and you're honest about it. We'll get into that um, later on. Okay, when you move in together, we talked about, you know, do you want animals? Do you hate animals? What if one of you is allergic to animals and you got, uh, you already have a dog, a cat, whatever, and you love each other, but you know, you know, oh, my God, what do you do? You get rid of your dog. Get rid of your cat that you've had for years, and all of a sudden you move in together three 
months later, you break up and you're like, oh, crap, I just gave away my uh, prize, my uh, best friend animal for that rotten, lousy. Anyways, um, these are all issues that come up. Now, everyone's talking about, right, about the chores, the household duties, cooking, cleaning, dishes, vacuuming, dusting, um, shopping, grocery shopping, right, laundry, all these aspects. How are you going to handle those issues, right? Everybody, you know, and people that know me and listen to the show for a long time, no, I am not a traditionalist. I'm all about, you know, sharing household duties, right? I'm not into gender stereotype roles. A lot of people are, um, you know, I dated somebody in the past where they wanted the man to do all the men's work, cutting the grass, take care of the cars, all, you know, household repairs, but also laundry, do the dishes, sweep, mop the floors. They wanted freaking to do everything. It's like, you want to play the gender role, (laughs) Uh, you better play that fully if you want to, um, what do I want to say? You know what? You can't, you know, you want the person to do everything. You're going to be sadly mistaken, and that's going to be very, very difficult to hit on. Now, when you get into the household duties, you know, the chores, the the normal aspects about, um, you know, Dishes, laundry, cooking, um, vacuuming, sweeping, dusting. Like I mentioned, grass cutting, unless you're in an apartment or condo, which I highly recommend because there's a lot less work. <laughs> Upkeep, something breaks, you know, the furnace, hot water heaters. If you own the house, who's going to take care of those aspects? Make the phone calls. Are you already thinking about all these aspects when something happens or you move in together and you already assume that, okay, she's a woman, she is going to be doing the dishes, the cooking, the laundry. I'm the guy, I'm going to be shoveling the damn snow, at least in Michigan, cutting the grass, Um, any household repairs, you know, that's my responsibility because I'm the man, right? And what happens if there is a huge inequality in the chore aspects or, you know what, you both work or I would hope you would both work. How are you going to balance work life and the chores and, you know, the cleaning aspects and moving in together, right? And I didn't even hit on Let's face it, the financial obligations, right? You move in together, who is going to pay what bills? Do you, okay, do you split everything down the middle? Or maybe one of you makes substantially more than the other. Do you do a percentage basis? Is, you know, is that fair that the person making more money should have to pay more bills, right? Is that fair? Eh, Again, These are all debatable conversation pieces that you need to talk about before you decide that you're going to move in together, right? Again, when you move in and you assume 
this person's doing this, this person's doing that, and you're on different pages about those issues, you're already, uh, you know what, you're in trouble. The relationship is going to have some issues, and now you feel like maybe some people get in these situations, move in together, and you feel stuck. You know what, I made this commitment. I thought it would be this way, and it's not. So, you know what? I got to stick it out. I got to eat crow, so to speak. And what do we do with those aspects? Who's going to pay the bills? Utilities, cable bill, the porn bill. Oh, wait, sorry. I just threw that in there. <laughs> um, um, whatever, water bill, electric. You know, we all know this stuff. You know what? Not to mention, what about do you have car payments? Do you have car insurance do you have who what happens there's so many dynamics that go into moving together you need to iron these out before you move in you know what we're gonna split the bills 50 50 i would love that right um i would love that now what happens if someone has prior debt before you moving in together. Well, I can't afford this, but you know what? You do it. You can. I'm all about being flexible and doing what's best for the relationship, but I'm also about one person not getting screwed over financially or getting taken advantage of, um, be it the woman or the man. I'm not gender bias. I want equality. I want a true partnership. And you also look in, okay, say I'm paying all the household bills, maybe rent, mortgage, whatever, right? Utilities, all this stuff. Now, does this deem that person makes all the decisions on the household? Meaning, you know, we're going to paint this, we're going to paint that, um, it's going to be this color because I'm paying most of the bills. Ooh. And some people might think, you know what? That's not fair. Ooh, it's a partnership. Well, is it a true partnership if the person is paying m- majority of the bills when you move in together, right? Oh, I want to get new hardwood floors, tile, um, carpet, whatever. Drapes, curtains, blinds, you name it. You know what? I'm paying all the bills. I'm paying for them. I should be able to pick them out. How does that work any differently when you're moving in together versus ooh, if you're married, right? And we know that. Um, ooh, <laughs> You know what? I'm paying the bills. I'm making all the decision. Should that be, is that how it goes? Ooh. How many people disagree with that? Because I'm not working, I'm staying home. Uh, that doesn't mean she gets all the decision-making power. Ah, you thought I would say he, right? Yes, there are guys staying at home, and the woman is the moneymaker in the family. Um, that's cool. I'm okay with that. But now you have to look at ironing out who makes the decision. Do you make them together even though you're paying for majority of the bills? Is that fair or is that okay? Yeah, it's a partnership. You pay for everything and I make the decision. <laughs> is that, you know, is that really insightful, right? What other aspects... <clears throat> 
do you consider before you move in together? What about even, you know, as simple as it? It's simple. It's not that simple. What about bathroom time? Say, you both get up at 6, 7 in the morning. You both have to be to work at the same time, same drive time. How are you going to balance bathroom time, shower, shaving, all that aspect? My situation, you shower together, right? Conserve water. You get a little bonding time. I'm all about that. Oh, my God. So many people running late, running with. How are you going to handle those situations, okay? Now, we love it. Say you have a one-car garage, only one car can park in there, or you have a driveway, and it's a one-car driveway, the width of it, right? Now, who is going to park where, in front or behind? Because you know you got to move the cars, right, to let the other one out. Or who's going to get the garage if there's only a one-car garage or carport, um, now, right, let's face it, it's always the woman, right? Is that fair? Or is it based on who has the newer car? Um, oh, that ain't fair. These are all situations. I'm being a smart ass, but I'm also being legit. These are issues I run into with couples. I've run into maybe in my own personal life that you need to talk about and discuss before you move in, right? Now, laundry, right? You're moving in together. You're doing a load of laundry, and all of a sudden, there's wet clothes. They're already washed during the washer. What do you do? Do you leave them there, or do you transfer them to the dryer, whatever? But we know, men know, we transfer them to the dryer, put them on permanent press drying, and we shrink freaking room bras, panties, delicates, we'll say, right? And we'll never hear again. Here, we're doing them a favor, switch them over. Oh, my God, you ruined my panties. You ruined my bras. And it's like, crap. Here, we didn't know. We didn't do anything. I might know because maybe former experiences, but a lot of other guys might not know. Now, talk about it. You know what? Please, if my clothes are in, leave them in a basket wet. I don't care. Because I don't want them shrunk. I don't want them ruining the dryer. Um, these are things you need to talk about. Not only, I mentioned about grocery shopping too. What about meals? Do you both like the same type of food? Are you going to agree, you know what? You pick this dinner that we're going to make this night. And the next night you pick whatever you want. Does it work that way? Will it work okay it's funny because moving in together, we love each other. We love each other. We're passionate, compassionate. We just can't get enough of each other, and which is great. That's what I want for a lifetime for people. But then when you move in together, you're like, oh, crap. We got two different people. We're raised differently, perhaps, from, you know, different families, right? You grew up this way, she grew up that way, and together they might clash. You know what? Every Wednesday, what was the commercial? Oh, my God, years ago, right? It's Sprint's, or Sprint's, Prince Spaghetti Night, Wednesday night, right? The old commercial. Well, you know what? Well, on Wednesday night, we had pot roast, and I'm used to that. 
Oh, crap. So what do we do? Do you fight about it? Do you argue about it? Is it something that's really, really that important to you? And how you balance those issues and how you balance about uh, separation of duties and coming together as a true, you know, whatever it means to you as a true partnership before moving in together so you can work out these issues before you move in because once you move in oh boy that's when it's going to hit the fan which of course i don't want that to happen okay i am going to take a little breather first breather of the night And I will be back shortly. Clear my throat. Sorry, people. This is the Art of Relationships radio show. Welcome. Be back shortly. If you're looking for that unique, cool fashion statement, check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. She has hand-painted, hand-designed canvas shoes for you, your loved one. It's an inspirational piece unique to your own taste. Check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. Again, that's Shoes by Shay on Facebook. You're listening to the Art of Relationships radio show on the podcast Detroit Network. Waking up, kissing the floor of a bathroom stall. This isn't any way to live, no, not at all. And every one of these kids is so original.
that is ooh baby mood music no that was the great pretender by skyway traffic check them out uh reverb nation youtube facebook um trying to think that might be about it. But Skyway Traffic, that was the great pretender. Local Metro Detroit artists, um, check them out, okay? Uh, we are back live. This is the Art of Relationships radio show. And join us on live chat. We need uh, definitely would like to hear a lot more people on live chat now. And go to Spreaker.com. Search for the Art of Relationships radio show um, or download the Spreaker app. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Download the app. It's free. You can join us on live chat. And also, you can ooh, give me a call, 313 Eight. And we were talking uh, different situations about moving in. And my suggestions, you can do whatever you want, people, right? These are my suggestions that you need to talk about, uh, about moving in together before we transition into dating after 40 and just a minute or two away. I want to look at, you know, when you move in together, we talked about, you know, cooking duties, um, Cleaning, grocery shopping, financial aspects, which is huge, right? How are you going to balance those out about the financial obligations? Are you sharing them? Who pays what? Who pays whatever? Um, Or do you add up all the bills, the mortgage payment, the rent payment, um, utilities is X amount of dollars. Do you equally contribute? Or you know what? A lot of people think, well, it's her house. She should pay the mortgage. Yeah, you know what? Or it's his house. He should pay the mortgage, whatever. You know what? Then do you pay utilities? All these can create a huge trigger of debating, maybe even arguing, and a lot of resentment setting in. When you have two people worried about protecting your own asses, you know what? This is going to cause a lot of problem with the emotional uh, connection with you, too. So I just definitely, definitely suggest you need to talk about all these aspects that, you know, I brought up this evening. And also, please, please, if you're listening, share this with friends, family members that might be thinking about moving in together. Just to throw out ideas what you're going to talk about now. You know, also moving in, say one is, you know, religious and likes to go to church every whatever, Sunday, maybe Saturday, depending what your religious beliefs are. And the other one's not that religion. Now, we move in together. Are you expecting me, who might not be that religious, to go to church with you? And I don't want to. Um, these are, again, elements that you need to discuss and talk about. And, you know, are you assuming we're just going to fall in, we're going to fall in line, and we'll move in, you know what, he's going to go to church with me, or or she's going to go to church with me, or you know what, she ain't going to care about going to church with me, she's going to fall in. 
you guys need to discuss these issues instead of assuming what the hell's going to happen and what's going on, okay? Discuss them openly, honestly. Now, you know, when you move in together, I'm going to make it even a little more difficult for you. What happens, you want to move in together, okay? Which is, I'm all for it, no big deal. I'm, I'm not against it by any means. Now, you move in together and you have kids. <gasps> Ooh, now you just added stress five times more <laughs> with kids. You know what? Um, how are you going to handle the kids? How are you going to, you know, with school activities, homework? Are you whatever? You know what? They're your kids. You deal with them. Um, they're my kids. I'll deal with my kids. And how are you going to handle discipline issues? And people that know, when I've done a, more than a few shows on step you know, step families, step parenting dynamics where the step parent or moving in together, it's almost like a step parent role. You know what? You need to play the role of the uncle, the aunt, the mentor type aspect. Now, ooh, you move into somebody's house or apartment, whatever condo with your kids and all of a sudden they have different rules. Now, do you, you know what? Kids will be kids or do you respect those rules, or does a person whose place you move into need to become more flexible because there are kids involved as far as rules of the household? No eating here, no drinking in there, um, whatever. You know what? What about you have teenagers, you move in together, and now you know what? Oh, it's okay if they have a friend overnight and the other one doesn't want friends over overnight. They think it's inappropriate, whatever. Um, I'm speaking from experience, from working with clients, a ton, hundreds of clients in the uh, probably thousands by now over the years with these situations where, you know, with step family dynamics with kids involved, these are all issues that need to be addressed. I know I sound like a broken record. I'm repeating myself, but these are issues you need to talk about um, ahead of time. And it's ironic, and I say it's funny, but it's not funny. How many people move in together? They're not talking about, okay, the kids are allowed to do this. They're not allowed to do that. They move, and they think everything's going to be free-flowing. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome, right? And all of a sudden, the kid does this, doesn't pick up after themselves. Or your partner doesn't pick up after themselves, right? Not just the kids. How are you going to handle those issues? And my suggestion, if there's kids involved, you know, like uh, even though legally it isn't, well, not that there's a legal aspect to it, but say a step-parent role, you know what, if there's an issue, you need to address it with the biological parent big time because you're going to get into the situation to where, you know what, you're going to alienate the kids against you, and now you're going to have, you know, whoever the biological parent is and their kids will be stacked against you. Daryl, welcome back to the Art of Relationships radio show and live chat. Daryl, you mentioned everything should be shared. When you are in a relationship with someone that already has kids, you take on the responsibility of that missing parent in the household. Now, Daryl, ooh, you know what? 
Not necessarily, Daryl. I mentioned, I know you just turned on, so you might not have mentioned it. I mentioned the step-parent needs to be like a mentor, an uncle, an aunt, okay? When they start getting into disciplinary maneuvers or aspects like a biological parent, you're setting yourself up for a huge whirlwind of stress and crap. That doesn't mean the biological parent needs to make sure the kids are not disrespecting you, okay? Now, when the kids, you know, say you move in with somebody and they have kids, you know what? When you mention about the missing parent in the household, you look at, you know what? Maybe dad is in the picture, actively involved, and or mom is actively involved for that matter, um, how do you handle those issues? So you need to look at a case-by-case situation, and everybody is different. Um, yeah, Daryl, I agree. Uh, a mature person realizes someone that has kids is a package deal. Oh, absolutely. I agree with you 100%, Daryl. How you handle that situation, though, is huge. It, it's big-time deal, and I'm all about respect. I'm all about um, you know, I'm all about, you know, how the household works. And that's what my suggestion, how are you going to handle those situations? And I've dealt with, I, I mentioned a little bit ago before you joined the chat, I've worked with, you know, hundreds, literally thousands of step families over the years where this is a big issue where, you know, the one, say, the step parent has issues with the way the parent, the kids are being disciplined by a biological parent. And I agree, it doesn't matter if it's a single mom or single dad. You have to look at is the other biological parent in the picture, okay? Now, and I mentioned this on numerous, numerous occasions, numerous shows on Facebook, blogs, the discipline needs to be delivered by the biological parent parent, okay? Now, in a step-family dynamic, you look at, you know, if the kid steps out of the line and you're maybe watching them, whatever, you know, you're home earlier from work or maybe mom or dad is working, how are you going to handle discipline? You know what? You need to talk. You know what? This is what your mom said. You need to do this. You, dad said you need to do this, time out, grounded, whatever. Um, you can be the messenger. When you start setting parameters about discipline measures uh, as far as consequences for maybe stepping out of line, you need to be very, very careful, and you need to have it okayed with the biological parent. This is one avenue most step families end. I'll say it that. Divorce rate for step family. I don't want to destroy people's myths or dreams, whatever. But first marriages in the U.S., divorce rate 49%. Divorce rate for second marriages are 65%. They jump up that much, okay? A little over, you know, 16% will say because the most dynamic is how the kids, how the parenting roles are defined, how they're handled and assumptions are made. And this is going to cause a, a huge mess. And you need to handle this and what's going on. Um, 
you know, when you move in together, how are the kids? If the kids disrespect, and you have a biological parent that allows the kids to disrespect, say, the step-parent or, you know, the boyfriend-girlfriend, if you move in together, then you have to look at, you need to deal that with the biological parent. Say, you know what, I'm not going to be disrespected by the kids. And if they don't uh, do something about it, set consequences, whatever, in place, you know what? That is going to turn into a shitstorm, okay? Um, it is going to turn into a shitstorm, okay? Big time. Um, and you mentioned um, if only one is a disciplinarian, you destroy the step-parents' credit with the kids. Absolutely. But, Daryl, you need to – they can be, but the biological parent needs to set – what the discipline measures are. You can talk about it, absolutely. What do you think should be done? You get that. But the final decision is the biological parent or there's going to be aspects. And you need to be a teammate. Like I said, if you are going to be an uncle and aunt, are you going to discipline the kids if you're watching them? Absolutely. But you need to set those parameters in place before you move in together. I agree. You need to have a structured family, Daryl. Absolutely. And how that's structured, it needs to be structured and talked about before you move in together. And it needs to be consistent, which is huge. I am in no way promoting the step parent, if you will, being disrespected, treated like crap just because they're the step parent. Absolutely no way. Just like you would not allow your kid to disrespect an aunt, an uncle, a teacher. You get my drift? Absolutely not. And a lot of times, the biological parent might feel guilty. Oh, my God, now we're going off on tangent. Might feel guilty because of they divorced dad, they divorced mom. Um... You need to look at, you know, they might feel guilty. This is why it's very, very difficult um, to have that aspect. Okay, Sean, on the live chat, you mentioned, you know what, Darnell's just trying to spank someone. (laughs) Daryl, sorry, Darnell. (laughs) She spelled your name wrong, Daryl. Yeah, just trying to spank. Shauna, do you want to be spanked? Now might be a good time for you to call in. We are going to start switching to dating after 40. What perfect timing after Shauna wants to be spanked. Um, Dating after 40. I want to hear some insights. What the hell is it like dating after 40? Me being after 40. Me, yeah, Detroit's love guru is single. And yeah, um, we'll get into that aspect, okay? Okay. Hey, welcome, Shauna. Are you there? I'm here. Oh, sweet. I can hear you loud and clear. Um, Good. Awesome. Shauna, you need, you've been on a guest on the show a few times, which is cool. I love having you on there. Well, maybe the... Not the drunken. The drunken. <laughs> the drunken. <laughs> we all know. Oh, my God. I think How many people have been listening to the show for a while? I have nightmares about uh, Pisces. No. <laughs> yeah, I love no, having I even, you on. I was married to a Pisces. I have nightmares about them. I thought you were a Pisces. I am a Pisces, but my first 
my my uh, my kid's dad was a Pisces. Oh, how'd that yeah. work out? Um, it was murderous. You know, we drowned each other out. We were yep. both water signs, and it was horrific. Uh, a nice choice of words. You drowned each other out. You both were attention whores, huh? Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that, but we were. Um, no, Pisces are more RC and, and the clouds, and yes, you know, neither one of them are very grounded. And when you don't have one person in the relationship that's grounded, you know, um, and everybody's kind of floating. He was very fickle, and me being a very um, flirtatious sort of structured structured parent i had to learn how to change my ways just so that i could be a responsible person while he was out there floating on a leaf somewhere yeah and that's not a good thing shauna as you know that's two people working against each other and you know as you know in your situation that's devastating to a relationship and Wow, then result is unless you come together and realize those aspects and two people being an adult, you're going to be in a world of hurt relationship-wise. You're going to feel right. disrespected, all those aspects. It um, was horrible. It was really horrible. Now, I tell the listeners, this is Shauna. Um, she is, resides in Texas. She's going to be relocating to Detroit pretty soon. No, I'm laughing. <laughs> I'm laughing. Um, hey, Detroit, you know what, Shauna? Uh, just, it was weird. I was uh, grabbing a bite to eat downtown here in Detroit. In between clients, and I ran into somebody from Dallas, believe it or not. Um, really nice lady. And they are investing, her and her husband are investing in a bunch of uh, residential properties up here. So it was cool talking to her and, you know, listen to outsiders, um, what they feel and what they hear about the vibe in Detroit about up and coming. It's pretty cool to hear. So from your home state. Um, it was pretty it's cool good to hear. that Detroit is growing again, you know? Oh, it is. There's a lot of positive things going on, so it's cool. Now, you give give up. It's not out yet. I know that, but give a plug for the work you've been doing about dating after 40 and stuff in your upcoming book. Well, I have a book that's about to be out, and it's um, single and unbound, and has it's just a biography, you know. Um, the other one that I'm working on currently is Dating After 40, and I actually, um, <clears throat> yeah, I was married twice, first time um, for um, quite some time to the kid's dad, and I was divorced for nearly 10 years. Um, well, I can't say that. I was divorced for about seven years, eight years, I guess, and I remarried, stayed married for a year, found out he was gay, and divorced him pretty quickly. So, um, you know, we can't do it if he's gay, obviously. <clears throat> so anyway, yeah. moved on from that, and um, and then, you know, started seeing other people and, and pretty quickly I kind of did the rebound thing which I'm anti-rebound but I did it I thought that was the quickest way to get over someone and it actually right. worked so um, and I started doing research you know I did all the things that I had never ever wanted to do as a woman and you know you're like this um, mother you, whoa, whoa, whoa Becca what do you mean well, about do everything not as a woman and you know me well, no, no, not as a woman I said everything that you know, I I grew up old fashioned, and you're uh, even though my mother wasn't very monogamous to my father, I have to put that Uh-oh. in there. It's gonna be in my it's gonna be in my book, so that's a whole other story. But anyway, 
I grew up kind of in an old-fashioned way where, you know, um, seeing the things that I saw growing up with the things that my mother did to us children, right. my dad, I, I wanted to be a very monogamous person. I wanted sure. to be in a, in, a, in a marriage. I didn't believe in divorce. At the time, I was going to a Baptist church. You know, what they believe, they're really strict about stuff like that. And so I ventured away from all of that, obviously. I am non-religious now. I'm, um, you know, I, I just started focusing on, you know, myself as a woman, what's important to me, what makes me feel good. I stopped worrying about what everyone was going to think of me, and um, after divorcing my last husband, I just decided that I wanted to venture out and explore, and I wanted to do some of the things that um, I had seen other women do, and I'm talking about things like, you know, maybe have a one-night stand, um, maybe have a boyfriend in this town, not a boyfriend, boyfriend, but a guy that you saw over here because I traveled a lot. Friends with benefits. And, um, exactly, and, you know, and, and what that turned into was, not anything fun. It wasn't anything good. I made a lot of friends, and I had friends with benefits here and there in different cities and stuff like that, and I'm not ashamed to say that. I'm a grown woman. I'm 41 years old. I can do whatever the hell I want to do, and I don't give a crap what you think about me. That's you know? cool. And I, and I used that to write, you know, and, and there was different relationships in there. It wasn't just like I had a friend with benefits over here, you know, and a friend with benefits over here. They were all different. Every single one of those people were different, and they all brought something different to the table, and they all brought something different to my life. And I'm still friends with all those people, you know? And so what that did was it cut out the need for us to say, what are we having for dinner tonight? You know, can you call me in the morning and let me know how you're feeling? And it cut out any kind of emotional ties, and it just left room for friendship and sex, basically. Did you feel feel hollow (laughs) doing that, though, after a while? Empty, empty, hollow, whatever the... Term is well. You only feel hollow, I think, if you allow yourself to get caught up in the emotional side of it. Oh, I agree. Like, but I was so busy, Greg, traveling and, and writing and having fun and oh, hanging yeah. out with my girlfriends. I didn't have time to feel hollow, and so cool. What it did for me was it made it kind of hard for me to shame women who do that. But then I also realized later that I don't want to be her either. I don't want to be that woman who travels around and has a, a man in every town and and all of those things. I don't want to be her. I still resorted back to what my roots are, is that I want to have one person, be monogamous with that person. I want to be faithful with that person. I don't want to have multiple people that I see here and there throughout the year or whatever. I just want one person. I don't need multiple people. Yeah, that's so, what. Uh, that's how I am, too, if you want to blame it on my upbringing. I want a one-on-one <laughs> you know, relationship. That's what I'm all about. Now, in your research about dating after 40, you said you're 41 now, right? Right. God, so you are older than I am. Um, No, I'm <laughs> laughing. <laughs> dating after <laughs> people, it cracks me up. People, people, people ask me, Greg, how old are you? How old do you think I am? And no, yeah, you're what, 38, 39? Yep, yes, I am. (laughs) Well, and you know, what's really funny about that is is a lot of the guys that I went out with this past year were all younger than me. And so, you know. So you're a cougar. Well, kind of, sort of, but not really. I mean, they weren't that much younger than me. Probably one of them was quite a bit younger than me. But, (laughs) you know, um, and and to be honest with you, it was just like a testing period in my life. Sure. And I'm not. I'm not 100% proud of it, but I don't also feel ashamed of it either because I was using it, I was kind of doing a crash course, and I also got on like multiple dating sites, and I had pretend accounts, and I was chatting back and forth with a bunch of crazy people, getting research from that, 
and um, checking Dick out. Pics. I, I could do I could do a book on every dating site that there is, literally, and and what to. And it turned into what was funny about it was guys started realizing that I wasn't serious about going out with any of them, and they started and I started telling them the truth. I'm doing research, and they're like, "Well, can you help me with my profile?" So it turned into me helping guys get dates because I would look at their profile and their pictures and be like, that picture is dumb. You need to shave your face. You know, you need to do this. You need to do that. Why do you you have that hat on? And I started helping guys get dates and they started asking me for advice. So it turned into me being this little guru, you know, of giving guys advice on how to get a date on, you know, match.com or plenty of fish or whatever, you know? What did you find? um, Was there, what, you know, Keenan on dating after 40, did you find a common theme with, say, I, a lot of people use, you know, you mentioned Plenty of Fish, Match, uh, OK Cupid, Date Hookup. There's a few free ones out there. Not to mention with the apps, um, Tinder. And now I just heard, matter of fact, a client of mine just brought up Bumble. And I'm like, Bumble? What the hell is Bumble? And uh, talking about it, whatever. So I just learned about that as well. And what were what were some of the common themes that you found maybe with people that were 40 and above using those sites? Well, I will tell you this. You know, here's the, the, the problem that I had with it is that when you're using that site and you can tell that somebody's viewed your comp, viewed their com- Somebody's viewed your comment or viewed your message or whatever. Right. And you're angry because they don't message you back. Oh, yeah. I didn't, that's... I didn't message a lot of people back. No way. I had a lot of guys coming at me, rude, hateful, calling me names. And really? Me I'm not all that. And I'm probably a dyke and I'm fake. And, you know, and um, just a whole bunch of really hateful things. And, that's... you know, um, it was pretty pretty um, fun, funny at times because I had a lot of really crazy people, you know, that I dealt with. I had a lot of cool people. I made friends. Believe it or not, I would. And, I, w- um, I would view I mean, that, Shauna. Sorry, as immaturity on their part. That's insecurity at its finest, right? When they start bashing you. Well, I mean, when they started bashing me, it kind of turned into um, you know, you know, you remember the video that I made about plenty of fish? And no. Oh my yeah, God! You got to give a plug. I made a video on YouTube about. Um, um, you know, it's on my on my on my YouTube channel called Single and Unbound, and it's a POS video. Single and Unbound on YouTube. Single and Unbound. So people, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Single and Unbound on YouTube, and I have a POS video. It's the most viewed video that I have on there, and I have people talking trash to me on on afterwards, you know, and on the comments and stuff, and people talking about my boobs and different things, you know, that I had too much cleavage showing, and if, if I had cleavage like that on there, no wonder I got losers and all this stuff, you know, I had a bunch of hateful comments, but it's okay, it is what it is, and, um, but I, you know, I kind of did a little, kind of a funny video on what I experienced on POS with some of the crazy things that I got, and I had a bunch of guys that I'm, no wonder they don't have a date, you know, because the, the their, their way they come at you is so ridiculous, and so, yeah. like, I mean, and what it is, when people go on those sites, there's there's a few reasons why. And the biggest reason is because they don't have time to go out to all the bars and all that stuff to get people or wherever you go to find people. Right. The second reason is because their self-esteem is so beat down and, you know, it's easier to be a keyboard cowboy and to text things behind scenes 
and not really be who you say you are and entice people. And then you meet up in person and there's this big letdown or, you know, whatever. And um, those sites make it really easy for you to sit in your bed at night and text back and forth and not really be who you say you are. False confidence. Yep, false confidence, big time. You have no confidence, yeah. Do you find um, that... Did you find, I know with you being a heterosexual woman, um, dealing with a lot of guys, did you find that coming across with the dating after 40, did you find that with both genders? Well, you, um, you mean the, is the females were like that too? Oh yeah. What dated, dated pictures. I had a fake account as a guy and I actually had a guy friend of mine that made an account too and we would sit there and laugh and laugh and laugh. Oh Yeah. It's the stuff that we got. And, um, you know, average I mean, built in um, 300 pounds. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah. You know, and, and that's what he said. He said, you know, he would show up to meet these girls, you know, just for the hell of it, for my research. And they would be, you know, like you just said, 400 pounds, 300 pounds, or crackhead, you know, looking yep. type person. Um, you know, just, just some of them would just be really average or normal and, Sure. Some of them would be, you know, whatever, just different things. And, and the, here's the thing that my suggestion is this. You know, if it's not working, find someone that might can help you fix it. Tweak it a little bit. But, you know, you can't tweak your profile and not tweak yourself. No. And you're going to you're going to attract whatever level you are as a person. And I have another video about that. You're going to attract whatever level you are. If you're a 5 and you're gorgeous, you may attract a 10. But you cannot keep a 10 if you're a 5 if you don't bring yourself up to that person's level. You're right. And uh, you've heard you me say this. I, I teach, matter of fact, human sexuality, as you know, Shauna, too. And um, I talk about this. It's ironic how there's so much truth to that, isn't there? Yeah, there is. And, and you know, if you're a 10 and you're, you know, a 10, what a 10 is, is somebody that they don't have to be gorgeous, but they have their shit together, excuse my language. They have their life together. They don't have everything perfect, but they're no, trying to, they're working. They're trying to take care of their kids. They're confident. You know, they've got a decent job. They're they're really. It doesn't matter what the job is, as long as they're they have work ethic and they're really trying. And you know, they don't have a bunch of drama and baggage in their life. They haven't gone from boyfriend to boyfriend to boyfriend or girlfriend to girlfriend to girlfriend. And I have a big thing about that. If you just broke up with someone, you have no business really being in another relationship right away. You just don't. You have to you know, find yourself just, again. Yeah, you have to figure out what the hell just happened, why didn't it work, and what, what can I do to, and why did I attract that person? Correct. Why did I attract what I attracted, and what can I do to attract better? And if you want better, then you whoa, 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 better. back up. I always tell people, what if it's, you look at better, or do you look at different? Do I look Ooh. at better or do I look at different? I look at, do you want things different than what you had before? When you start looking at better, you know, I want it better. I want it better. I, you know, a lot of people, I think, maybe set themselves up and they almost get like an entitled aspect of it. And there's a difference between deserving. There is. There's a huge difference. Be, between deserving and being entitled. Well, this is, you know, I'm so glad you said that. I hope that certain people are on this, on this tonight listening to this because here's the thing. I cannot stand when I hear a guy tell me, and this is a big turnoff for me, by the way, and for any woman who has any kind of brains in her head and any kind of respect for herself, if you do this one thing, if, if you talk so badly about your ex, my ex was a psycho, my ex was crazy, oh, all of yeah. your exes were psychos and all yep. your exes were crazy and you're so dandy and fine, 
that, you know, you can get anybody that you want. Why did you have to put up with your ex? Well, you know what? There's a common denominator there, and it's you. You're right. so you really honestly have to check yourself and find out, what the hell did you do? I had an ex who literally said that every woman he was ever with was a psycho. Yep. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm the next psycho on his list. <laughs> I'm going to be the next psycho on his list. As soon as he said that, I'm like, I'm the next psycho. I'm well, going to have all these rumors be, spread Sean. about me. He's going to try to ruin my reputation. You know, I have got yep. to get away from this person. And, and I you, was. I became his next psycho. Yep. And a lot of people in that situation, they have a hard time looking at themselves. And they look at, you know what? I, tell me what you did wrong, Right. Tell me what things you want to change about yourself. And that's what I said about difference between, you know, deserving and entitled. And do you want things just better or, you know, do you want things different? I tell people even with, you know, the dating realm, I get, you know, Greg, I want to get back in the dating realm, insights, whatever, clients coming in. I went through a divorce. It's been six months, eight months, and I... You've heard me say this before that, you know, you could be emotionally divorced or emotionally broken up freaking a year before it happens. And you look at the elements, you know, why would you be in that situation? You need to get give your sense of self back. And I know you mentioned this right. before. You need to get your identity back as an individual again to be able to move on. And you look at um, now, what do we do. What do I, you know what, can I admit my faults? Can I admit, you know what, I did this and I know not to do this. You become a better, you know, here I'm using your term again, a better person, maybe more evolved, more, you, you grew a lot and you look at things how you would handle differently, which is well, you cool. Become more of a, if you're really honestly a good person with integrity and and I'm talking about self-integrity behind closed doors where no one else is watching. Absolutely. That's what matters. So when, when whoever you are behind closed doors is, is who you need to be out there with those people. And so that way you're going to attract what you really are. And I agree. And no one else to blame but yourself. Big time. So if you're masturbating behind closed doors, what's that mean about you? You are not getting <laughs> enough. <laughs> You know, I had, to, I had to be a smart ass. I can't be serious. I can't be serious too long, Shauna. You know that. I got to be, you know, you're not getting enough or, you know what? <laughs> now, you have, a, what, you have an issue or a problem? I don't know. Not necessarily. You know? But when you, what is, do you find, dating after 40, do you find a lot of people, and I know you're a woman, so you're not dating other women. I can give you insights about <laughs> women um you know being single and all this yeah detroit's love guru is single yeah woohoo um <laughs> that you look at the elements that do you find a lot of bias a lot of prejudgment in dating after 40 and people 40 and above do you think they're setting their ways they're looking from a very tainted view oh absolutely i know a lot of guys that are friends of mine. I have one guy in particular that's a very good friend of mine, and I'm telling you that he's always saying, I want to settle down, I want to find the right girl. Right. But all he does is hook up for one-night stands, and then these women are giving it up on the first date, and then they want to know why this man doesn't respect her. And the man's like, she gave it on the first date, she's, you know, a whore or whatever. Or, Not you know, necessarily. Nowadays, there's a lot of men nowadays that don't think that anymore. You no, know? I don't. There's a lot of... There's a lot of men who do, and, and they're still old-fashioned, especially in Texas. In Texas, guys are something else. 
if you sleep with a guy really easily, and there's a lot of guys in Texas who will be like, you know, she's easy, and she probably slept with everybody, and you're not somebody that they're necessarily going to take home to mom. They're going to call you back again for a second date, but only for because they couldn't get a hold of anyone else. And, you know, so you have to decide if you're going to go out and put out on the first date, what are you expecting from this? If you're really liking this person, maybe you should wait. Maybe you should get to know this person a little more. Maybe you should, you know, fill the water a little more and find out what both of you are wanting from a relationship. If both of you are looking for the same thing, are you looking for, is he looking for just a hookup? Is he not looking to get serious? You know, then do whatever you want to do. Ultimately, you're both adults. You have to make a decision that's going to affect you and affect that relationship with that person. Correct. And you have to be prepared to accept the consequences. Now, so you have to you have to communicate. It's about talking and communicating. Well, absolutely, Sean. Jump in the bed, you know. Well, not only with that aspect. Now, what about the second date? Let me tell you something. I had a guy <laughs> who was very a very wealthy friend of mine, and he oh. started going out. Okay. And he was an asshole, okay? And he was, I was in financial services. He was in financial services. He and I were going out. He's like, you know, um, this is our second date. Don't you think it's time to have, you know, sex? And I'm like, no, I don't. I don't have sex on the second date. He goes, well, I do. And I'm like, I don't. I go, would you like for me to leave? He's like, well, no. And I'm like, okay, then Then we're not. He goes, then what's well, I guess the we're issue? Not. Do what? I said, what's the issue then, right? Right, and, you know, and but he kept. He said it's the third date. It's time to have sex, and I'm like, no, maybe I don't want to ever have sex with you. Maybe I want to find out if you're somebody that I even want to ever touch me that way. Right. I was being a real, I was being a real, you know what, you know. But I understood that I teach people how to treat me, and if he doesn't like it, then he's not for me. Period. And if Correct. I wanted to be with him, then I would just be with him. But the fact is, is that he hadn't proven himself enough to me for me to even want to give him that part of myself. To me, that was a very personal thing. My body is a very personal thing. I'm not going to just hand it out to someone unless I want to. And so he hadn't earned that change with me yet. And so, you know, some guys think the second date is time to have sex. Some guys think the third date. Some guys think if you do it past, you know, before the tenth date. I'm telling you, everybody is different. Everybody is different. You need to. Yeah. I want to clarify, you know, one thing, too, what Shauna is saying, too. You get to decide if you want to have sex on the first date you know what that's your decision okay that right it's nobody else's it's you shouldn't be coerced into it you shouldn't be pressured into it and believe me there's a lot of women out there that want to have sex on the first date and the guy might not be ready this works for both genders people not <laughs> just not just yeah. for the ladies out there. And I'm going to tell yeah. you, you know, if you're not, you're a guy and you're not ready, whatever. And I've, oh boy, have <laughs> I been in relationships in the past where I've had sex on the first date? Yeah. And been in long-term relationships with them. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I have too. So you know, it's, I mean, you know, it's... Uh, it's yeah. That's why I'm saying it. You never really know no, what's going to you'd rather you be... To, I like your advice, Shauna, where you'd rather be safe than whatever, okay? Do you find yeah. with dating after 40 and your uh, research and everything too, what do you think is... Do you think the gender aspects or do you just think that they're looking for different things? Do you think they're just looking for the hookup, or do you think, on average, we know there's difference, where some people want a relationship, some people just want a hookup. What do you find as the majority in your research about 
I will tell you, I'm glad you asked that because there's one guy that, um, obviously I'm not going to name names or anything, but he was really out to date me and go out with me and stuff. And he kept using the word date. Okay. But then I found out later he kept asking me for sexy pics and I'm like, no, I'm not sending you anything, dumb, dumb. Yeah. You want to be sending sexy pics? And I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to send you something that's going to be stuck out there forever for the whole world to see or whatever. You may do something with it later. I'm not doing that crap. And, you know, he got really upset with me and told me that if a woman doesn't talk about um, how she's good in bed and all of that stuff, and a man's not going to be, a man doesn't want to have anything to do with her, he doesn't want to hear about her career, her kids, how confident she is, that's a turnoff to men. He kept telling me that. For but I will him. tell you this, he's the only man ever in my whole entire life, in 41 years, and I hope he's listening tonight, who has ever said that crap to me. So, you know what? Screw him. I think all that's, the guys, that's all bullshit. The guys that I've well, all the guys that I've talked to are all really, honestly, really inside wanting a woman they can feel secure with, that they can feel like going to be faithful to them, someone that right. they can share their life with, someone they can go home to at night. You know, it doesn't mean they're not going to think the grass is greener every now and then. We all do. There's always going to be greener grass, but you make a decision to not love Not with me, Sean. Not with me. I'll tell you that right now. No. Well, when I say <laughs> no. greener grass, when I say greener grass, what I, I mean is that you're going to see other women that are, are attractive. That's that's a given, you know, and so is she. She's going to see other men that are attractive, too. But it doesn't mean you're going to make a decision to go try to jump that person's bones. It's no. part of nature to look at people that are attractive. Yes. You know, it is. But this one person out of all these people that I've gone out with and had anything to do with, only one man, one man was, you know, um, trying to hook up right now. The rest of them were really honestly looking for a relationship long term. Yep. And and I've and I've actually told people, no, I'm not looking for that. I'm not here for that. This is not what I'm here for. I had one guy that messaged me the next day and said, Oh my God, I don't understand what to do. You didn't call me and I'm like, We're not in a relationship. You know, yeah, we're just why friends. Would you? And you and need you know, so- to People need to, and the self-esteem aspect, and I tell people, and I get, you, you've heard me say about the gender bias. I'm not a huge fan of gender bias. You have guys, oh, my God, you didn't call, you like, right, to call on the women, ditches them. It doesn't matter. You know, men do it, women do it. It's an individual aspect. It. Yep, they yeah. both do it. And what, And I'm not a big fan when I did talk about dating around, oh, the three-day three rule. You know what? If you're interested in somebody, make it known. If they're not interested, then don't stalk them. Don't blow up their phone. Don't force it. You mean you, it's, not, it's not right to sit outside their window and, and sit in the bushes and peek? Are you looking out your window? Do you see me right now, Shauna? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> You see my bald head glaring into the <laughs> glaring in the moonlight. You're not supposed to peek through their window at night. No, <laughs> damn it! You know I always tell yeah, tell people what you know peeping Tom. How come there's not a peeping Sally or a peeping Sarah or something? Right? You oh, never hear about is. them. <laughs> there's probably there's probably more crazy women to be honest with you than there are men that are doing that stuff. You know. You know what? And, and I know a lot of women who do that stuff. As um thirty thirty one floors uh, thirty one floors up in my office, um, <laughs> I'm looking out the window. All of a oh sudden shit! You got a window cleaner. Yeah, I know. Oh my god, that'd be cool. In a and hot I, and bikini. I'm out there blowing. I'm out there blowing in the wind. Sweet in a hot bikini, you baby. My windows do open, and I'd be letting her in. No. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, and then you and then you would have yourself a professional stalker. Oh God, wouldn't it? Oh, <laughs> would <laughs> no? I've had one of them before. I had to get rid of. Anyways, do you? What do you think most people want a relationship when they're dating after 40? Or do you think that they just want the hookup? Well, I will tell you this. I'll tell you this, okay? It's, there's a lot of guys, and women too, more guys though than women who say this, and they say that I can't afford to have a woman right now. So they're looking for the hookup because they're busy paying child support at this age. Yep. Their kids are almost grown, but they're still paying child support. They're struggling financially in this yes. day and time. They're having a hard time paying their own bills. Yep. But they can't afford to date. And, you know, women every now and then want to be wine and dine. Not every woman is like me. I mean, you can ask any guy who's ever known me or been with me. I'm not like that. I don't need to be taken out to dinner. I don't need to be wine and dine. I don't need any of that stuff. I'd rather sit at home on the couch with a cheap-ass bottle of wine any day than go out and, and, and spend a bunch of money on food and everything. I've always been that way. I'm kind of a cheap date, to be honest with you. So, Sweet. You know, and, and, but the thing is, is a lot of guys nowadays can't afford to date. They can't. And so no, they're, um, just, they're just going to take the hookup or some girl that can come over and hang out. And that's not fun. No. For these girls. No. You know, they're expecting more. And it's, it's, it, there's a, there's got to be a give and a take. But there's also, you've got to understand that we're in a different time nowadays. We're in a different time than what we used to be. We're not in our 20s where we can go out and spend money and date. No. We're after 40 well, now. I don't we think have bills, we could we then houses. either. We have mortgages. We have responsibilities. We can't just do it no. anymore. I, we can't. Sean, are you able to hold on for a minute? Take a short sure. break? Sure. You okay with that? Yeah, awesome. that's fine. This is the Art of Relationships radio show. We'll be back uh, with Shauna. Be back in a couple minutes. Thanks, people.
Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is the Art of Relationships radio show, and we are talking about dating after 40 now. The first part of the show, we're talking about moving in together and try to provide a bunch of insights. Like I said, you can do whatever you want to do, right? But before you move in, share Share this, please. Share this episode about things to talk about. I'd rather have you discuss these issues before, you know what, the proverbial crap hits the fan down the road. You move in, and all of a sudden you're like, okay, how do we handle it? What do we do? We never thought about this. I want you to think about these aspects. So if you are thinking about moving in together, I'm all for that. I'm not against it, but I want you to do it in a smart way, a mature way, and how you're going to handle it to decrease the chances for further stress, or you don't think about something, then it hits you in the face. Oh, my God, you freak out. How do we do it? I don't want that. Now, and now we've been talking right before this last break. We've been talking about dating after 40, and Shauna's been on there. And Oh, Shauna, you want to say hello? Hey, guys. Everybody's back. She's providing some pretty cool insights to her research for her upcoming book and her YouTube video on plenty of fit. Oop, I spelled it wrong before when oh, uh, okay. a I listener. Think I went on there and said that it was Yep, cool. I know. Unbound. I put a bound and you put unbound, which is cool. Um, so check it out on YouTube, single and unbound, U-N-B-O-U-N-D. And we're talking about, you know, the dating realm after 40. And do you think it's, and it was interesting before we went, took a break or a forced break because my bladder was going to burst. <laughs> but you look at, um, you know, with the money situation, everyone thinks, you know, what I do and everything, you're rich, you're all this stuff. Not at all. You know, you're, you're you know, especially if you've been through a divorce and, you know, financial upheavals of that, you look at, you know, is the dating realm, do you think finances have to deal with the hookup aspects or can you still date somebody and be, what do I want to, not cheap, but affordable? Maybe that'd be a better term that you can do things. And you said, Shauna, before you're like a homebody, you're a cheap date. And do you find that women on the dating sites, you see, you know, they love to travel, they love this, and all of a sudden you start looking at the ding, you know, cha-ching, 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 the cash register rolling out. What's your experience been in your research with that, Shauna? Well, I have to say this, okay? Um, I've actually come across multiple different types of people, and oh, yeah. my... My, whether they're wealthy or broke or poor or whatever, and, and, and here's the thing, is that the most common thing that I found is that I cannot stand is that, you know, don't lie. Tell the truth. If you're going to go into a relationship with someone, you need to be honest on the front end. You know, I mean, I'm sure that if you go out and tell them you're just so broke and you're desperate and you can't pay your light bill and your life's getting turned off, then they're probably not going to want to date you again, to be honest with you. But you know what? Maybe you're not ready to date yet then. Maybe you need to get your life in order, your finances in order, and then worry about finding someone. I've always said that if your shit is not together, you don't need to be looking for anyone. Period. You might be right. 
And so I think personally that if you're not in a position to, you know, go out and grab a burger even, then maybe you shouldn't be dating. You know, you shouldn't be trying to date. Maybe you should just be on a hookup site. I don't even know what to say about that other than maybe just, you know, if you're looking for a little play every once in a while to do that, whatever. But be honest. And the, the, the number one thing that I hate hearing men say, okay, and, and, and women too, but the number one thing I hate hearing a man saying, you don't really hear women say it as much as you do men. No. These, these men will say this. Oh, my God, I just went through a divorce, and she destroyed me, and she did this, and she did that. And my thing is bull shiatsu, okay? Because you oh, both shit? had you bullshit because you both had access to your checking account. You both you both should have been aware, and if you weren't, shame on you. You should have been aware of what was going on financially, and you can't always blame the other person. And you need no, to take not at all. You for your for your finances. I period. agree. You have to take responsibility for yourself and all this right. stuff. You and can't blame your ex for for the where you are financially now. You've been how long? You've been divorced. You guys got divorced yesterday. No, I've been right. divorced for five years, but I'm still destroyed financially. Come on, now it doesn't take five years to clean up that crap. Not you it your, you depends on fixed. the situation too. Well, but but Greg, you may not have your credit fixed, but you should still have your job. Okay? Right, absolutely. So you know you may not have your credit fixed. Credit, you can buy your way back in a credit. Oh, I absolutely. Advisor for twelve years. You right, can buy your way back in a credit. Absolutely. So, so stop being the the most attractive thing to me with a man is when he's honest on the front end. So that way I know what I'm walking into. Oh, I, I agree. That way I can decide if I love this person for his mind, for his personality, for his charm, for or in my his, case, his look, for my body. Um for his for his <laughs> for your body, right. <laughs> so I can decide if I like this person and I ha- I see potential in this person, I see where they're gonna go, I see what they can become, what they can be. That's more attractive to me than some guy, you know, one guy that I met on the dating site was like, you know, very wealthy and he's flaunted his money and his cars and all that BS. That didn't do anything no. for me. I've dated, I've dated wealthy guys, you know, many wealthy guys. That doesn't mean crap to me. I don't care how much money you have if you're an asshole. Correct. And you're always but a lot of stuff. women, uh, let's face it, a lot of women, I, it, it's funny. Do you, I was just talking to a buddy of mine, matter of fact, yesterday. Do you ever see, you ever see an ugly billionaire, an ugly millionaire? You know, there's always going to be women that go after it. And I think it's, that's still, with dating after 40, do you think women are looking for something different in their, say, after 40 than what they were, say, even 30, Shauna? Because I'm going to throw out the 20, you want kids, you want want kids, you want, you know, I, so I'm throwing out the 20s. Well, let me, let me tell you this. In your 20s, you're looking for a guy who can, you know, show you a good time. In your 30s, you're like, eh, I'm kind of looking for a guy who's stable, but also can still show me a good time, blah, 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 whatever. In your 40s, it's, for me, it's different because I know my potential as a woman. I know my value as a woman. Right. A lot of women don't, a lot of women, you'd be surprised at women who don't know that about themselves yet. I happen to be one of those women who do. And so I understand. But it doesn't matter to me if he has all this money. I've dated guys with money. I've dated guys with cars. I've dated guys with houses. I've dated guys with businesses and all of those things. That doesn't mean crap to me. If you are if you don't have a personality, if you're not funny, you can't make me laugh. We cannot have a conversation. Right. If you, I, I can't, there's a thing, I have this thing about a man's voice. If your voice is, is 
is weird and retarded. I can't even listen to you. I can't even listen to you talk. So I'm attracted to other things about a man. I'm attracted to a man's hands, believe it or not. I am so attracted to a man's hands. If he has nice, strong hands, that is sexier to me than a paycheck. Oh, I'm so, screwed. You know, there's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm blue. I'm more. I tell people I'm. I'm very blue collar, but I'm trying to think. Do, do I you have, have? Do you have feminine hands? <laughs> no, no, no. I wouldn't say feminine. Eh, they're sort. They're. You have manicured hands, Greg. No, I don't do that. Well, you know, and I'm not even talking about that. I'm not talking about that. Okay, I'm talking about just you know. There's something about a man's hands to me, and his voice, and the way he carries himself, his confidence. Oh, absolutely. A man, can walk in a, room, a man can walk in a room with confidence, and I don't care how tall he is, how big he is, how strong he is, I don't care how much money he has, what he drives. When he walks in that room, he demands you know, attention because of his confidence. Correct. He can, he can carry a conversation with everyone. He's like a chameleon. He can talk about different random topics. You know, To me, that's attractive. Not somebody who you know, just says, oh, here, take a look at my paycheck. I, I'm right. a million dollars. No, you know? I, I know. That's... Uh, now... Do you? Th- what do you think women are looking for in their forties? And I'm going to give think, you some insights. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, ladies first. <laughs> women in their forties, and I have a lot of friends, obviously, yes. who are in their forties who are single. You know, are they there high? are some women. Rich? Yeah, a lot of them are, but there's no not Want all of them are rich. I have a no. couple of them are rich. <laughs> But I'm telling you, okay, I have friends yes. who, I have a few friends who have money, have everything, and they're looking for a hookup, and that's the truth. Yep. I have some friends who are kind of middle in there somewhere, and they're looking for something stable, someone to hang out with, go to movies with, maybe not get married or anything. Right. Maybe eventually move in together, maybe have this long-term relationship where they just click and they hang out and they go for hikes and things like that. You know, there are some women who... um are psychotic, and they want to get married right now. They want someone to pay attention to them right now, you know. Yes, and um, so there's all different kinds for after forty. But I think the majority of the women after forty are looking for someone who is not crazy. Okay, and now when I say crazy, what I mean by crazy is someone who. Um, okay, so the, so over the past couple of years, I've dated some you know different types of guys. Right. When I say crazy, I mean someone who's not trying to date your daughter, okay? <laughs> Who just hooked up with you, but he's trying to date your daughter. Right. I had that. I had that happen. Um, I, you know, someone who is, um, you know, not hooking up with you and trying to hook up with every other person, and he's telling you, "Hey, I hooked up with this person, that person, that person." Um, someone who is um, not talking to you seeing you, having sex with you, and, and also, you know, on Tinder, Match.com, Plenty of Fish, and all those other things. Um, dating after 40, we're looking for someone who is honest, has integrity, who does what the hell he says he's going to do. Correct. Who's a good father, if he has children, okay? And I'll be honest with you, it's really hard for me to date someone who doesn't have children because I haven't had good experiences with that. At one time, I had a rule that I would never date a guy who had kids. Right now, I have a rule that I will never date a guy who doesn't have kids. Because you're Ever. different aspects, you have different experiences, Sean, as you know, yeah. and how you relate to each other. And some people might not get it. If you don't have kids, you might not get somebody that does have kids. We look at. Right. I, I still see. I see a lot of women. Um, 
you know, 40s, I still, you know, 30s, whatever, too. They're all, I look at an individual aspect. I see a lot of women in their 40s dating. You're right. They're looking for just a good time, go out, have a few drinks, have a good time, have a hookup now and then. And they want to go with the, what do you want to say, the potpourri or the flavor of the month, flavor of the week aspect. They are, but then they're crying to their girlfriends about why they don't have a stable man. Well, you know, some of them, to be honest with you, they don't want that. They, I've been married, well, divorced, I, I don't I want that. I want and to go I, out and, and have didn't. fun. I didn't, Greg. I didn't want that either. No, I'm not know? saying, was, right, right. I'm not saying you. And I well, also, me there's, too. There's I a, wanted to go out and do whatever sure, I wanted to do. Hell yeah. And I didn't, I didn't want to get married and I don't want to, you know, nope. do this and I didn't want to do that. And I didn't want a stable person. I just wanted somebody that I could be like, okay, I'm in Dallas. Have a good time with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm in Oklahoma. Yep. I'm in here. I'm in there. <laughs> have a good good time with. And I, I yeah. still see women, um, and I think it has to do with the confident factor uh, with them, self-esteem issues. I still see women, they're looking for, you know, they want to get married again. They want to get married right away. They don't want to be alone for the rest of your life. I get that. I see that. I, you know, with men, I know I, it's very difficult. You can't pigeonhole dating after 40. All men are like this. All women are like this. They're you not. need to look They're at not. And I think a lot of, you're right, they're so busy, whatever, that that's where I find a big, big common denominator with women and men at even, you know, maybe mid-30s, on up, even after 40s, you know, their kids might be in whatever, band, might be in theater, might be in sporting events. And it's the time aspect, the lack of time to put into dating or committed relationship, if that's what they're looking for, it's very, very complicated. I see a lot of people are so damn busy or... There's a huge separation of spending time with somebody. They want somebody, but then everybody else comes first. I'm not talking their kids. I'm talking that, you know, it could be friends, family members, whatever. But you're also looking at dating after 42, Shauna. How many people in their 40s have older parents? And it's just everything's stretched. I time, know, I know, emotions. I know, and and I have a really good friend of mine right now that he is going through that. He actually was trying to help an ex-wife. He was trying to help his parents. He was trying to help his children. Oh, you know, yeah. He had two kids. He had two kids in college. Very good-looking man. Had his crap together. Had a great job, but he didn't have time to devote to a woman. And he was just like, I just want a woman who understands that and who will see me once a month. And I'm like, I don't know where you're going to find that. To be honest with you. A woman nowadays who's going to be monogamous, because women in our 40s, we're in our sexual prime. We really are. We're like, yes, Come on, you are. <laughs> we're like uh, animals. We're like, oh yes, my God, you are. I want it now. You know, that's the kind of women that we are. And are, and this is the prime age for women. And unfortunately, it's not for the men. It's not. For the women that are at this age, it's our prime. They were in their prime, like in their 30s, unless now they're on Viagra, you know? Right. And, so that, and that's the hey. truth. I'm not on Viagra, and I'm still like, come on, baby. <laughs> I'm just saying that we women right now, we're in our 40s. Yeah, 40, 40s are 40, sexual 40, prime for women. We are going wild. They're and, trying. And so, 
which is high. They're trying to get all they can before menopause hit. No. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to have menopause because I don't have any of that stuff anymore. Well, you you had to go through similar aspects to that when you had it taken out, right? No, no, I've never been through anything. Unless, are you on hormone replacement? No, 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 no. And you never went through, so your ovaries are gone too. No, I have one ovary left. See, so, ah. But no, but no, I'm telling you that. I have that what? <laughs> anyway, Shauna, <laughs> you are the one. Okay, we have a new new individual, and as welcome to the show. Now, as I need to throw it out there, I don't mention any names whatsoever unless you give me permission to use your name. But individual on in the chat mentioned um, our conversation about no kids, kids that we brought up about that you brought up to Shauna um, that. I disagree. I had this argument recently. I am 41. He's a male and no kids. But my mom was single, raising three boys for seven years. I know now, you know, dating a single mother is not the same as dating someone without kids. Oh, absolutely. You are a guest in their world, and you have to treat the kids with the same respect you should have for their mother. Oh, absolutely. So I don't see where the disagreement comes in. I agree um, that you, yeah, you definitely have to respect the kids and their mom. I very much so. So, um, you know, that's where, oh, okay. Um, I can say your name, uh, Clark blank. (laughs) Um, Okay. Thanks for your comments. So I agree. You have to treat the kids the same respect and you have to understand when you're dating somebody with kids, the kids are going to come first. Some guys, and I got friends that are single dads that, uh, you know, mom's not in the picture or they have the kids the majority of the time for whatever reason that, you know, some women don't get that too. And they don't get that give and take. And understand that balance that has to be played um, in that situation. So that's where I think, you know, not always. Some people get it, and they never have kids. They get it. Some people, as the norm or on average, like Shauna was saying, and I agree with Shauna, you know, if you don't have kids, then it's very difficult for you to get it. I'm not saying that not, how can I say that? Not everybody well, who does not have kids will not get it. Not at all. There are well, people that do. Well, I mean, that's that not do. true. I, I dated a guy long term. Right, absolutely. Who, 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 didn't, who could not have kids. Right. And he desperately wanted to be good to kids. Here sure. Some, someone, so he wanted children of his own. And he's a great person. He wasn't for me, but he's a great person. And he and I are still friends to this day. We've been friends since we were little bitty kids. And literally, like, you know, he would be a great father, I believe, to someone's children, but he just wasn't for me. And he can't, he cannot have kids. Then I, then I married a man who had never had kids, who was very, very, very selfish, very egotistical, very right. in himself. He did make friends with my kids, but then he started fighting with my children. And, uh, especially my oldest daughter, they didn't get along. And then when he said my daughter either went or he went, I said, get the F out of my house. Well, you know, that's going to you know? happen. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, you have to, you know, and, and I know it's difficult. You have to understand that when when someone doesn't have children and it's difficult for them to learn how to get along with four different types of personalities. I had 
four, I have four children. Right. So you're having to learn how to do that and cope, but you don't, you know, you don't become selfish and become an asshole and, and say things like that. You're like, maybe she and I should go to counseling together, spend time together. If you love me and you're concerned for me and you know that my kids are first and they were there before you, then you will understand that if you love me, that it's your responsibility that as a stepfather to try to make that balance and try to find a way to be, you know, to, to, to get along with my kids. No, Period. absolutely. And, I and agree. I'm not saying I'm gonna I'm not gonna let my kid be an asshole to you. You know, I'm gonna make them respect you, but respect is earned. And and I have great kids. You see my daughter's videos, and that's who I'm talking about. My right. daughter's a YouTuber and all that stuff. You know, she has a lot of really cool videos and everything, and she's as smart as a she's smart as a whip. All my kids are very blunt, and they're not gonna put up with any BS. And they could never ever put up with me dating someone that's not smart. No, and I agree. If you can't put on, if you can't carry a conversation with my children, something's wrong with you. You know, right. so to me, you know, that person just happened to be an individual that just didn't work out. No, you know? I so, agree. Um, and Daryl mentioned just on the chat in the past, I've dated women that actually became, you know, become jealous of the kids. Absolutely. And I, I, I think that, again, it's not just women, it's men too, because they don't get it, you know? Um, right. And it's very difficult. I can see that. You know, this this one guy that I dated in my rebound relationship, the only rebound I've ever had, um, was a oh my god, I hate to say that he was a psycho because I'm I'm really against saying that about people, but he actually wound up being very abusive physically. He wound up breaking a couple of my bones, and I'm ashamed to say that. But after that, no, I was done with him. But you're out but, of that situation. Yeah, so. obviously, you know, it didn't last that long. And when he did that to me, he and I were done. You know, but um, he uh, was very jealous of my relationship with my children. He said that I spent too much time about my kids, talking to my kids. Um, my son was going through something. My youngest son was going through a situation, and he was very jealous of the fact that my, when my son would call me, I would take the phone call, and I would, no matter what I was doing, I didn't care what I was in the middle of, if I got that phone call, I took that call from my son. And he hated that. He was like, you know, your son needs to understand that, you know, he's not everything, and he's not your world, and he's not this. I said, you need to understand he is everything to me, and I'm going to take his damn phone call, and I don't give a crap if you like it or not. Absolutely. You know? And it wasn't like he called me every day or anything like that. It was like once a week, once every couple of weeks or whatever. And if I if I got the phone call, then I listened to my son, period. And you're just going to have to understand that, you know, because uh, if you love me, you'll understand how important my kids are to me. And you should Correct. respect the fact that I'm a good mother and I love my kids. And there, you know? there, um, there are situations to where, you know, there's got to be boundaries in place. Absolutely. But... You know, when you're talking about you putting yourself above someone else's kids, man, you're in a losing battle. It's a balance. And Clark uh, mentioned, you know, going on that bias. Let me ask this. What if it's a guy who has experience dating women with kids? Um, I agree. And I think, you know, every situation is different because you have experience dating women with kids. You might get it, even though you don't have kids yourself. Absolutely. Again, it is the very, I want to premise that, you know, we're looking at averages, not, there's always exception to every rule. And, you know, a person that doesn't have kids, be it a man or a woman, might be able to, you know, they get it. They understand. They can be very empathetic and be very understanding those situations. You might not find a lot of those in those situations, okay? You have to look at it as an individual-by-individual individual basis. You do. And, 
and if I if I'm out there in the dating world and I come across a guy who wants to date me, he's interested in me, and I say, "Do you have any children?" and he says, "No," and I'm going to say, "Well, you, well, let me ask you why." And I'm going to be very blunt. I'm a very blunt person. Oh yeah, say, I know. You know I, never, <laughs> I know. He'll say he'll say I never you know found the right person or you know whatever his excuse is, and I'm going to delve into that and I'm going to make an assumption based on you know what his his thing is. If he and I have a mutual interest in each other. Obviously, I'm not going to kick him to the curb. You know, I'm going to try to entertain the idea of this person and see how they might fit into my kid's life. But I'm also the kind of person that has never believed that you should just run up and introduce everyone to your kids. Oh God, unless, no. unless you're, no. if your kids are if your kids are older and grown, then I can understand when if you think that person might be a serious potential, then yes, obviously you want to introduce them to your children. But everybody shouldn't be meeting your kids. Whenever no. I divorce the kid's dad. One of the things that one of my kids said to me was, Mom, don't you think you start dating again? And I'm like, I've been dating, but I didn't tell my kids that. No. They didn't They didn't know. No. You know? And because I didn't want, it's none of their business. They don't need to know. They're, they were small at that time. My kids are all, you know, pretty much grown now. So, right. But at that time, I agree. they didn't need to know. Shauna, you made a very valid point. I agree. It depends on those situations, you know. You And this goes with any age. It depends on the age of the kid versus, um, you know, how you handle those situations, okay? The age of the kids needs to be precedent, and you need to take it. If they're adult kids, you know, whatever, they can adjust, they get it. And there's, believe me, there's a lot of adult children um, of parents that are, you know, over 40 um, that have issues with mom and dad being divorced and dad dating somebody else. Again, you know what? You think they might be understanding because they're an adult and they get it. That's not always the case either. And it no, it's does. Not. And, and, and my kids, to be honest with you, my children, especially my girls, have been harder on me dating people than their father, believe it or not. Oh, I their get father, it. Well, their father... I mean, they've never really liked anyone their father's ever been with, okay? And that's the truth until this one that he's with right now. Right. And it's taken it's taken years for that. They've not really cared. But uh, for me, I haven't really introduced them to, to many people. They probably have met maybe um, three people in the past 12 years that I've been out with, and I've okay. been out with many. So they probably have met three of the people, the people that I've been with, but they've not liked any of them except, you know, um, the last one. And so, you know, the, the thing is, is that they, they don't, um, they were very hard. You know, they're very judgmental. They're very hard. But also, I have to say something before I forget it. If you're a helicopter parent, and you know what that is, somebody who's always hovering over their children, oh, oh my God, God, my kids, my kids, my kids, you have to understand that if you're expecting to have a relationship with someone, you can't just always put your kids way up there. Eventually, you have to say, okay, this is my time with this person this week, especially if you're trying to build a relationship with that person. It can't just be all about your kids because you're going to be old and gray and your kids are going to have their own families and lives. And you're still going to be single on that one person that you could have had a relationship with. It's going to be long gone. Remember we talked about when you brought, you know, like taking your son's phone call and all that stuff. That's when I mentioned you have to set boundaries, but... You know why? The boundary's got to be a little bit flexible depending on yeah. the situation, whatever, okay? Well, and he, he, and he knew what the situation was, and he was just an asshole, you know? Well, and he didn't yeah, wanna, he didn't absolutely. Get you're so, going to run oh, into well. where he's an asshole or she's a bitch and they don't get it, then you're going to say, peace out. <laughs> right. You know you what? Know, this, and, and, this ain't going to work. You know, and, and I'm 41, and I've dated a lot of people, and I will tell you this, to be honest with you. 
I've dated a lot of really good men. I really have. I've had a, I've had the the opportunity to date many, many, many really, really, really good men. Corporate and I've really Reagan. only I've really no, that's the truth. I and know. I've really only I've really honestly only probably dated three people my whole entire life that were horrible. Just three. And that's out of many. I'm talking right. about many, many, many I men can, that I've gone out with. And and that's to, to me. That's me. And these people that I've gone out with that I can still call as friends that will still call me up today that I can still chat with on Facebook or sure. you know whatever. That I didn't leave in a bad place, you know, or anything like that. I like to feel like I've left people better than I found them, you know. And those three people out of forty-one years that I can honestly say things just didn't work out, you know. Vice on, on either side, maybe I wasn't good for them. They weren't good for me. Whatever it was, chemistry wasn't there. They could be good people. Three, it doesn't mean the chemistry people. is going to yeah. be there. Three so, horrible people for me. That's good, Sean. And I've, in my experience too, um, you know, dating. I, I date, went out with, dated, whatever. More really nice ladies, really good women. Um, than bad. I, to be honest with you, I agree. There's been a few psychos in there, but um, I've been out with more nice women where just something didn't click. The chemistry, whatever, wasn't there. And she could be a good person. I'm a good person. It just, you know what? Pfft, ain't there. Um, right. But dating after 40, um, it, it's sort of unique. And you look at, I, I think more people are um, actually, I'm going to close this down in a bit. I think dating after 40, you find, I think my experience, that you've, you seem like people are more upfront with what they want, what they're looking for. Not always, but they're, you know, you don't see that they're into games as much. Now, with men just looking at hookups, you get that. Do you find that I mean, true? I, I don't know. I think there's more <laughs> men that are still playing games. I do, too. After 40. I think there's less men who want to play games. They're done with games, but I think there are still so many women. And I have girlfriends today that are oh, very good friends I know. of mine. And I tell them, what the hell is wrong with you? Why are you playing those dumbass games? Grow the hell it's up. It's fun. So, it's you know, exciting. But it's not fun and exciting. It's I agree. Whenever, whenever, whenever it blows up in your face because you don't have a reason why you just did or said what you did, why are you fishing for information? Why are you fishing for a compliment? Why are you fishing, fishing, fishing? fishing then they play, you have to play the, the victim role. I am the most blunt woman that I know. And if, if I'm with a man, I, I, I've told you this before. If he's going to see me with no makeup, my hair all screwed up, you know, um, no, my clothes are going to be jacked up or whatever, or I'm right. going to be really dressed up. When he sees me dressed up, he's like, wow, you know, wow, she does clean up this or whatever. But I'm the kind of woman that, you know, what you, what you see behind closed doors is what you're going to see out there everywhere. Right. And I think you should be like that. You should just be transparent. You should be honest. You should have integrity. You should be honest on the front end. You say, hey, my credit sucks. You know, I, I don't make the most money. I don't have a lot of money. You know, my car is pretty shitty. You know, my job sucks. You know, whatever it is. But you're be being real and you're being up front, yeah, which my, is how it should be. Absolutely. You know, I mean, if you want a woman who has brains, who's intelligent, who's smart, who's Respect you know, decent, respectful, she's going to respect that. Absolutely. She's um, going to respect that about you. Cool. Well, Shauna, thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate well, thank it. thank you, Greg, for awesome. having me on. Oh, absolutely. It's always fun. Um, 
You have a good night. I'm going to close this down. So thanks. Everybody say goodbye to Shauna like she can't hear Bye, anybody. Everybody. So <laughs> thanks so much. And let us right. know when your book is ready, okay? I certainly will. Cool. Peace out. Thanks, Shauna. Right, Bye-bye. Okay, a huge, huge welcome to Shauna. We talk about, you know, finishing up with dating after 40. My suggestion is, you know, and I agree with Shauna on this aspect, you try to be real, you try to be honest. You know what? I don't want a relationship. I just want, you know, friends with benefits. I just want to date, hook up, have fun. Be honest about it. Don't go in, uh, you know what? You're not 20. Even when I was 20, I'm not into playing games. You know what? I'm not in a, I don't want to lead anybody on. I don't want to play mind games with anybody, especially after 40. You know what? You'd be done with that. Be real, be honest, and then go from there. Yes, there are a lot of, um, there's a lot of women out there like Shauna said, and I think they're both genders. They are in the game. They're in the excitement. They want to go out, date a bunch of guys, and they're not honest about that, okay? Um, so you want to look at the situation to where um, you need to address that. Be real. Come real. If you just want to play around, I don't want a relationship, um, then say it. You know what? And if you're looking for that, um, then go with that, okay? Be honest. Be come real. Be confident enough to, you know, look at that situation. And as people know, you can, you know, listen to the show um, live. It's live every Wednesday night, um, 9 p.m. Detroit time, which is same as New York time, Eastern. Now it's daylight savings time. Uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. 9 p.m. live, you can join the live chat, or you can call in live, too, with the questions, comments. I, I want to hear, you know, the show. The Art of Relationships radio show is all about you trying to help people out there, okay? Remember, you can also tell your friends, family, whatever. Tell your enemies. I don't care. You can listen live, but you also can listen to recorded shows, and there's, I don't know, 160 of them at least, um, that recorded shows on various topics about relationships, about, you know, I do a little bit about parenting, a little bit grief and loss aspects as well, okay? So um, you can listen to on Spreaker, of course, Spreaker.com or Spreaker app for free. Um, you can also listen to recorded shows on TuneIn, SoundCloud, iTunes. I'm trying to think. There's another one on Mitch. Stitcher as well, I believe. It's still on there. <clears throat> oh, my God, my voice is shot. <laughs> ah! Okay, um, I'm Greg Dzinski, D-U-D-Z-I-N-S-K-I. You can go to my website, www.theartofrelationships.org. I'm a licensed professional counselor here in downtown Detroit. Detroit's love guru. Check it out, Facebook. You can look me up all over the place, too. Again, thanks for listening, people. Clark, thank you for joining, being a new listener out there, along with the numerous other first-time listeners out there. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for the support. 
Peace and Love from Detroit's Love Guru. This is the Art of Relationships radio show, and it's part of, ooh, the Art of Relationships. Everybody, take care. Much love and peace to everybody out there, okay? Take care. Keep spreading peace and love to everybody out there. Bye-bye. Good night.